Hi, thanks for joining me today for Theology Thursday. Sorry that I didn't get a Witness Wednesday episode out yesterday. I've just been busy here getting moved in and everything. So uh, hopefully that won't happen again. I won't miss any more episodes. But yeah, today for Theology Thursday, we are beginning our look at the Trinity which is uh, from Calvin's Institutes, the abridged edition. And we're looking at book one, chapter 13. And because of time, we're only looking at sections one and two of that today. And we'll discuss the, uh, the Trinity and how the words matter of what we say for it and how uh, it's shown that in the Bible clearly that there is one God who reveals himself in three persons. So stay tuned. Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet, and there is none among us who knows how long. How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the fold of your garment and destroy them. Yet God is my king from old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the sea monsters on the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. You split open springs and brooks. You dried up ever-flowing streams. Yours is the day. Yours also is the night. You have established the heavenly lights and the sun. You have fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. Remember this, O Lord, how the enemy scoffs, and a foolish people reviles your name. Do not deliver the soul of your dove to the wild beasts. Do not forget the life of your poor forever. Have regard for your covenant, for the places of the land are full of the habitations of violence. Let not the downtrodden turn back in shame. Let the poor and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, defend your cause. Remember how foolishly scoff, how the foolish scoff at you all the day. Do not forget the clamor of your foes, the uproar of those who rise against you, which goes up continually. Psalm 74, verses 9 through 23. The word of the Lord from the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verses 18 through 26. I hated all my toil in which I toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me, and who knows whether he will be wise or a fool, yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun, because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom 
and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is a vexation. Even in the night his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give one, give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 19. What is the misery of that estate whereinto men fell? Answer. All mankind, by their fall, lost communion with God, are under his wrath and curse, and so made liable to all the miseries of this life, to death itself, and to the pains of hell forever. Hear the word of the Lord from the New Testament. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 47. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham. Yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works of your fa- uh, your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. 
the reason why you do not hear them is because you are not of God. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. In scripture, from the creation onward, we are taught one essence of God, which contains three persons. So in the first, in the beginning of this chapter, uh, John Calvin talks about some of the terms that are used in the, tr- of, in the doctrine of the Trinity by the Orthodox fa- fathers. He talks about how the fathers use terms like Godhead and Trinity and the history of those things, but we don't need to get into that here. Next, he talks about God's nature being immeasurable and spiritual. And here he says, the anthropomorphites also, which imagined a corporeal God from the fact that scripture often ascribes to him mouth, ears, eyes, hands, and feet are easily refuted. For who, even of slight intelligence, does not understand that as nurses commonly do with infants, God is wont in measure to lisp in speaking to us. Thus, such forms of speaking do not so much express clearly what is God, God is like as accommodate the knowledge of him to our slight capacity. To do this, he must descend far beneath his loftiness. So what he's saying here is, is that in the same way that in, um, nurses and parents, when they're trying to talk to infants, have to you know, change their voice and talk in that baby talk, you know, goo goo gaga, ah, look at this little, you know, like how they do that. He's saying in that same way, God uh, has to condescend down beneath his loftiness to us and speak to us in a way that we understand. So he uses terms like mouth, eyes, ears, hands, and feet to speak of himself so that we can understand what he's talking about and that we can easily, though, refute the fact that of what some of the anthropomorphites would say that uh, God is a corporeal God. Um, the next thing he says talks about here is the three persons in God. And he says, But God also designates himself by another special mark to distinguish himself more precisely from idols. For he so proclaims himself the sole God as to offer himself to be contemplated clearly in three persons. Unless we grasp these, only the bare and empty name of God flits about in our brains to the exclusion of the true God. Again, lest anyone imagine that God is threefold or think God's simple essence is to be torn into three persons, we must here seek a short and easy definition to free us from all error. There are in God three hypostases. Since the Latins can express the same concept by the word person to wrangle over this clear matter is undue squeamishness and even obstinacy. If anyone longs to translate word for word, let him use subsistence. Many have used substance in the same sense, nor the word person in use among the Latins for the Greeks, perhaps, to testify their agreement taught that there are three persopa in God. Although they, whether Greek or Latin, differ among themselves over the word, yet they quite agree in the essential matter. So what he's saying here is is that throughout the ages there's been different words to to, uh, explain this one thing. And this one thing is the fact that God has proclaimed himself to be the sole God. There's only one God, yet he is clearly seen in the Bible as three 
persons or three substances or three subsistences, the word doesn't really matter. Um, but then it's so then if we try to not grasp these and we just stick with the bear, oh, there's a God out there, then we're failing to grasp the true sense of who God is as one God in three persons. Um, but then at the same time, people would try to imagine, especially like the Mormons and stuff, will try to imagine God as being three gods, Father, God, Son, a God, and Spirit, a God. But we know there's only one God. And then other people, uh, a term a uh, a heresy that's called partialism would say that god is father son and holy spirit and each of them is just one part of god but no all three of them are fully god so you can't like you know split him split god up into three pieces that are father son and holy spirit because each one of them is fully god and God, though, is fully one. Let us pray. God, you are glorious and perfect. You've revealed yourself in your work, in your word, and most of all, in your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for all of the mercies that you give us, whether they're general or particular, whether they're spiritual or temporal, for the common blessings that we get every day, and for the ways that you specially bless those that love you. And God, above all, we thank you for Jesus Christ, for that unspeakable gift, the gift that you gave us of the hope of eternal life through your Son. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Most holy and merciful Father, we acknowledge and before you our sinful and nature prone to evil and slothful and good and all our shortcomings and offenses you alone know how often we have sinned in wandering from our ways in wasting your gifts and forgetting your love but you O lord have pity upon us we are ashamed and sorry for all that ways that we have displeased you. Teach us to hate our errors, cleanse us from our secret faults, and forgive our sins for the sake of your dear Son. And, O most holy and loving Father, help us, we beseech you, to live in your light and walk in your ways according to the commandments of Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, Lift up the light of your countenance upon us. Let your peace rule in our hearts, and may it be our strength and our song. We commit ourselves to your care, and keeping this day, let your grace be mighty in us and sufficient for us. Keep us from sin. Give us the rule over our own spirits, 
and prevent us from speaking unadvisedly with our lips. May we live together in peace and holy love and do your command and do command your blessing upon us, even life forevermore. Prepare us for the events of the day, for its joys as well as its trials. Give us grace to deny ourselves, to take up our cross daily, and to follow in the steps of our Lord and Master. And together with the, all the saints, we pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.